welcome to another episode of Table Talk, the podcast where we try and connect current culture and Christianity. And uh, this week, we don't have Graham with me. I'm in uh, sunny Wales in Abu Dhabi on the west coast of Wales. And we're out of virtual studio and in what I'd describe as a very snug lounge, uh, dark wallpaper, lots of books and a huge hearth. And we're in the home of David Roberts, who joins me. David farms in the local area, but I thought, given the rise and the popularity, probably due to Jeremy Clarkson, I thought it'd be great to hear real life farming from a man who's done it his whole life. So here we go. Welcome, David. Thanks for joining. Oh, welcome to you. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Quite right. Um, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, so, David, I'd love to get to know you way back. Can you tell us a little bit about, so we're in your home, your family home here. How long has this been in, in your family? It's, um, Tide came here. Now, Tide is a grandfather in Welsh. Okay. Uh, so Tide came here in uh, 1926. Tide and I are my grandparents. And my mum was born here in 1928 in the house. And my aunt, who's still alive, living in the village, Mary Orna, you know, she's in her 90s now. So wow. uh, and then in 19, well, 1950s, I suppose, uh, mum and dad got married. Uh, I was born in 1957. I know I don't look it, Jack. He doesn't look it, <laughs> for the audience, he doesn't look it. And dad bought the farm in 1957. Brilliant. So it was, uh, it was, a, it was a, on a small estate. And just for your listeners, the, it's, uh, it's overlooking the W estuary. We look south uh, over the estuary and, and beyond to Cardiganshire, down towards Pembrokeshire, we can see, and uh, the Cardigan Bay. And it's uh, the, the house itself. Uh, this we've got a record of a of a, a property being here in 1294. That's when Edward I came through. He, he, he thought he'd conquered the Welsh, but obviously hadn't. <laughs> and uh, he came through in 1294. Brilliant. So people have been sitting around this half and perhaps the top half as well for many many centuries. Brilliant. That's how that's how the family got here. I love it. Thank you very much. Good history. So a lot of our listeners will be like urbanites you know people like me just clueless really so can you talk them through i think a good way to get to know what you do just a day in the life of david roberts now talk us through your normal a normal day if there is one well a normal day depends on the time of the year okay uh, so uh if you'd have come if you'd have come to me uh perhaps in the middle of march i'd probably have said no way, Jack, because I'm too busy lambing. Uh, yeah. And I'd be going around and around. It's, it's a livestock farm. That's what I'll start with. So we keep sheep and cattle. Nice. Uh, we have a, a suckler herd, uh, just over 20 cows. Uh, we keep a bull. Uh, we sell the, the uh, young cattle on as store cattle, perhaps 12 months old, local markets. And then we have a flock of about 500 ewes. We sell on lambs any time from June, July onward. Uh, we are an organic farmer. Cause I'm, I'm sort of very proud to say that. And I've been organic for 21 years. Wow. I've got three sons. And we're now forming a David Robertson Sons Partnership. Love it. And with the middle son being the, the main operator who wants to t- take on farming full time. And uh, he's very keen on uh, carrying on the organic tradition as well. Because that's quite fashionable now. But why 20 years ago did you decide that? You just thought it was better. I liked uh, at the time actually. I had, I had the butcher shop in the village. Oh yes, so um, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I bought. I so bought you that bought in like, the butcher butcher yeah, shop. Yeah, we'll we'll we track a bit. So I don't know. We're going to start with it. <laughs> I uh, I bought this butcher shop in 1989. Uh, it seemed a good idea at the time. Yeah, and people are saying. Uh, 
It's like buying a gold mine. I can assure you, Jack, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so were you thinking, right, I'll sell my own meat? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And what happened? Well, it took a few years to, to get it going. Uh, okay. So my system of coming back to the organic point, my because my, uh, I was busy with the shop. So when the organic scheme came along, because, you know, follow the money. Follow the money. There was, there was money involved. And I thought, oh, I quite like this. It fits in with my the economics. It uh, fits in with my ideas as well. Because the, the keys of organic farming uh, is to be sustainable. Um, the element of, of animal welfare, looking after the environment and making sure that the land is kept in good heart for the future, ticks all the boxes for yeah, me, it does. as yeah. it does today. Mm. So that's how I sort of got into it. Brilliant. And even if the, the money fizzles out, there are still some payments knocking around, but if it fizzles <laughs> out, I'm, I'll stick to the system. Okay, can we talk a bit about the economics of farming, right? Because I've never talked to you about this, actually. So can you make a living just off farming without grants, would you say, today? You mentioned Jeremy Clarkson, and I I, one of the things I heard him saying was that uh, on his farm, which is a thousand acres in yeah. the Cotswolds, yes, apparently, and now we're on five hundred acres in the Welsh Hills. Yeah, and he said that if you took the subsidy away from his farm, because all the farms are subsidised one way or yeah, the other, yeah, 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 if you took the subsidy away, he'd made a profit of like a hundred hundred forty pounds. <laughs> now then, that was staggering, wasn't it? Wow. So there's no way I can tell you that we're not dependent on on government support, mm. which is public support. And for that, the public get a wonderful environment. You were up here on your holidays. Oh, you said to me it. the other day, look at it. It's so fantastic around here. You said, it's so, <laughs> so green, you said. And so that's part of it. And, you know, I don't know what you're having for Sunday lunch, but we're going to have uh, Jamie Oliver's slow roast lamb oh. from the local butchers. Oh, a healthy product. So this is what the the the, the public get. They get the uh, the the environment. They mm. get the food. Mm. They get the culture and society. Yes. Okay, I like that. So you're flipping it around. I don't. I don't think uh, it's sustainable long term. Really, to, to, for the for the government to be funding farming. I'd like to think that uh, that we'd be able to survive on our own. And it all depends on each individual farm as well. It's all to do with gearing uh, financially. By gearing, you mean how much you're having to pay for the land, either renting it or paying interest. But if farming went uh, subsidy-free, ultimately, people have to pay more for food. And that's pretty topical at the moment. That is so topical. So can we... I was just picturing this, right? Can we talk through detailed economics now? Let's take... Let's take ewes and lambs first. What would you get at the moment for a lamb at market? Right. Well, the spring lambs are, are going through being sold at this time now. So your farmer has just sold his lamb, maybe in Welsh pool market, yeah, and uh, which is one of the biggest in Europe. He'll be making about hundred and thirty pound a head, okay, for for those lambs, okay, which is uh, way up. Like on two three years ago, he might be getting about eighty for the same okay. lamb. So one thirty. So they and have then- gone up. Out of so I'm just thinking working it back to like a good leg of lamb. I'm thinking twenty quid. No, a leg no. of lamb. Now you're going to be forty five quid. Wow. I should think you will be. Yeah. Because what else can you get from a lamb apart from legs? Well, you mean the cuts of meat? You yeah. All oh, right. There's well, lots. You, you got two legs. Yeah. And you have got two shoulders. Yes. Uh, that's my Jamie Oliver slow roast shoulder. Oh, I love that. We'll get the recipe. <laughs> we'll get the recipe yeah. afterwards. Then yeah. you've got uh, you like two racks and two loins, and you've got okay. the breast. Okay. And you're going to mince so, the breast and all of that. Hamburgers. So all of that would add up to maybe a couple hundred quid 
in the supermarket. Yes, be- because ultimately, uh, say you bought this lamp for one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. Uh, that's that's you bought that in in a Welsh pool. Yeah, you've got to get that lamb to an abattoir, and yeah. there, are, there are costs involved on the haulage. There's cost involved with with the slaughter. Yes, there will be uh, a return from the the hide, of course. Yeah, which is the the, the the leather, the lamb's leather. If you like. Yes, uh, there will be some offal. Uh, okay, liver, kidney, okay. liver, kidneys, okay. heart. There will be a return there. And then uh, you've got to get that animal then to a butcher shop or to a supermarket. Okay. So there are processing costs all the way through. Okay. And then your butcher or your supermarket, they, well, I mean, they've got to be running about on 40%. I should yeah. think return 33%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what I used to aim at. Uh, uh, in your butcher? In the butchers, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you want, you want a, a net return of 33. Okay, really interesting. So there's a lot of costs there all There is way down. a lot of costs. Yeah. All the way and through. we have very high standards of welfare in this country. Which is great. Oh, absolutely. There's no other way. Uh, uh, but uh, that all brings in costs as well. Yeah. All the way through. It's got the, the animal's got to be handled properly all the way through from the from leaving the farm gate yeah. uh, to the market, from the market to the slaughterhouse. It's got to be handled properly. All costs money. Yeah. And um, it's money well spent. Yeah. But then again, you end up with a good product. But you can see it going up further. What's the, what's the, what's the, we all say? Food security. Every talk about food security, aren't they? Yeah. And farmers have been saying for years, we'd have more for our product if people got a bit hungry. Mm. Well, people are getting a bit hungry. Mm. There's food banks everywhere. Yeah. There are oh. issues ahead of us. Definitely. And the okay. population seems to be going up. And, um, and land availability is sort of going down, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, back to Clarkson buying his farm. It's popularised it. It's certainly opened people's eyes. I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, can you talk us through, like, a tougher day? Do you ever have days where you're just like, oh, want to sell the farm, can't be bothered? Or you... Never. Really? Never. Okay, then talk me through a tough day then. Talk me through a tough day. Just, you know, where stuff goes wrong. You can have... Uh, la- lambing is, 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 can be quite, quite a problem. Uh, perhaps a crow will take out a lamb's eyes or his <laughs> tongue seen that, or, yeah. or his backside. Uh, and then you'd have to dispatch the lamb because there's, there's no way it can, it can survive. Uh, you, that, things like that happen. I, I've seen uh, difficult carvings. Yeah. Uh, the animal will die. Maybe people have impression of farmers that they're just heart of stone. But if you're having to shoot an animal, is it is do, does that get any easier, or is that quite sad? It's it, it's a job to do, and you you're not going to let the animal suffer. Yeah. So you you just get on with it. Just get on with it. Yeah. You know, if you keep livestock, you're going to have dead stock. Yeah. And the the trick is to keep it to <laughs> to an absolute minimum. Yeah. But that you farmers do come across death. You see, you mentioned uh, not not a lot of people know much about rural life or farming it's yeah. true you know we used to say it was like the 80 20 rule that 20 percent of the world population was involved in agriculture and 80 percent was urban i'd say it's more than that now same and even the difference between our little village down the people who live in the village and the people who in rural community in on farms yeah there's a big difference there is so when you go to the cities there's an <laughs> even bigger difference People have very little idea. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying that they should. But, uh... but 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 maybe they should. Like, maybe we should... Like, we used to do conscription, didn't we? Where you go in the army for a year. What about just getting some young guys out here, you know, 17, 18-year-olds for a year, coming to work for you? Would you be up for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, 
They'd be uh, useless. Well, possibly. <laughs> now, uh, there is a, a website called Workaway where okay. you can get people. And my, my middle son, Ed, yeah. he, he's worked uh, on, on a farm in the Pyrenees with Workaway. Yes. And he was saying to me, um, we could get somebody on Workaway. And he had various jobs on the farm to do. Like, but when you do, coming with dealing with livestock, you'll need some sort of background. Yeah. You can't come in on from scratch. Well, perhaps maybe perhaps there are farmers. I know there's a farmer locally, and he's from a very rural, uh, urban background, and he's one of the biggest and most successful farmers around here. So he came from nothing, really. Yeah, so that happens, like a Jeremy see? Clarkson. Oh no, Jeremy Clarkson's not a farmer, is he? <laughs> he's a TV person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, so you've mentioned a few times your middle son is going to take on the farm. What is the future of Welsh farming like? Do you think that's still happening? Sons, daughters taking on farms, or are we are we in trouble in in a generation's time? Do you have a feel well, for that? Some, I mentioned tonight that <clears throat> somebody's been farming here, and far as I know, there are no no breaks. Somebody's been farming here since twelve ninety four. Obviously, they've been farming it from before 1294. Yes, but that's what you know. Yeah. So that gives me some sort of hope. Yeah. We've been doing it a long time. Yeah. And the. The levels of skills and knowledge is deep within the the, the, the community. Mm. But I, I, I have to say that uh, the the farm I've got at the moment, I think we've got we've got six holdings. Wow! Where a hundred years ago uh, there would have been a family in each of them. Okay. Uh, but now there's, there's us, the one family. Okay. So you end up with fewer bigger farms. That there are fewer than fifteen thousand farmers. In Wales. Wow. I did not know that. And the number goes down. Yeah. It goes down every year. But you'll, will it not get to a point where you're like, I can't manage it, it's too big? Or you just get more people in to help? Well, people is what we're short of, really. Yeah. So although I'm saying, oh, it's very robust, we know what we're doing, and yeah. we all love farming. Yeah. But having said that, the, the figures, I, I actually speaking to the Chief Exec of Farmers Union in Wales on Monday. We had lunch with him and the County Secretary and a friend of mine. And so we had this chat about union union members. And, of course, the membership figures. That tells you a lot about the industry Go going down. Going down, yeah. So um, there is a point where we'll have to get those 17-year-olds in from the city. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, though, whether... Will there be a bit of a swing? Because COVID, it was interesting in COVID. A lot of people, you talked about huge swing towards living in cities people are moving back out yeah and i wonder whether that if you had a decent broadband here do you not really it's all right isn't it i don't know i never really use the thing (laughs) i do hear uh, harry my youngest complaining very often (laughs) there we go but yeah i wonder whether you'll get some people coming back it's already happened isn't it the the village uh, which is about a mile and a half away the the village uh, you know, properties got sold out. Every single property in this area, in the, the old farms and cottages, they've all been bought and done up. Yeah. There's just one left in this valley that somebody wants to do. Uh, so it's already happening, isn't it? But but you've still got to somehow keep the knowledge, though. Otherwise, what's going to happen to all the land? So there's a job to do to somehow train up the, a new generation who want to do it. I'm training up... You're uh, training up, man. Training up my own family. Yeah. Okay, so question around, you said... You face a lot of death. Not that you, much in COVID. Not that, that much. much. You're a good farmer. <laughs> but no, but you see a lot of life as well. That's oh. what I'm always struck oh. by here. It's just yeah. life everywhere you look. We were gathering the the hill yesterday, up yeah. above where you are on holiday. Yeah. And we were up there, Harry at the top, Ed 
and me in a row. And we were coming down, pushing the sheep in front of us. First gathering, really. And the bird song was absolutely really? amazing. Well, the skylarks, obviously. But there was all sorts of stuff going on. And it was sunny. Oh. And we were looking out over the sea. Brilliant. And I, oh, you know, this is, it, it was so special. And I felt mm, so privileged. Mm. And you still feel like that, even though you farmed here all your life. Absolutely right, yeah. We, we were so focused on getting the sheep right. That you, you you have to stop and look. And you go, wow. So that happens a lot. Great. And then the, the whole thing of birth. We The, the last heifer, this is belong, uh, one of Ed's heifers, she carved up behind um, Tavolgreich, where you yeah. stay. And uh, we'd been watching her. And I thought, oh, we'd better check. The, uh, check. Ed, Ed was away. Uh, better check she's okay. So Harry and I went up, and, the, and that calf was there. No. Yeah, all but all suckled, fun. licked and suckled. No. And, you know, I thought, what a blessing. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, the cow was, uh, you know, the whole thing, the concept of birth and new life, that's more important than the line about death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, one of the things we try and do, David, on Table Talk is just have a think about how this connects back to your Christian faith, would you call yourself a Christian? I would. You would. You know, when you're there on the hillside, like you said, in those moments, do you ever think, oh, you know, this is all chance, it's all one big happy accident? Never think that, no. Uh, and I say out loud, very often, thanks to God. I, I say that right through the day, probably don't say it enough, to be honest. When you when you stop for a any human being stops, and the amazing planet that we're on, it's so absolutely spectacularly tiny in the vastness <laughs> of the universe. You know, there are more stars in the universe than the grains of sun. And you think, look at that. It was a freak accident in space millions of years ago. Oh, no, I don't think so. There is order to what we, we have. Total. And uh, God is there. And you, how and do it's you beyond see, us. It's, it's beyond, beyond us. Our, our capacity to think it. How do you see that order kind of work out in T tremendous order to it all? Yeah, Down, like the seasons. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 weather. You'd look at these fields in the winter, and you think, you know, they're all frozen or whatever. How will we get a crop of that? But. You see, coming down the hill, it's full of flowers now, and we'll be cutting. You know, it's it's all there for us. It's the creation. Yeah, it's the creation. It's brilliant. Okay, other thing I want to talk to you about: sheep and shepherds feature heavily in, in the, the Bible. Bible. Heavily, and <laughs> the, my main interaction with you over the years has been trying to round up sheep that are getting stuck in stupid places. We were, the, the 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 jolly gathering I was telling you about on the on the hill with the boys the evening before I was on yeah. my own, and uh, I'd, I you'd already asked me to do a podcast, and uh, I can't tell you the details of how recalcitrant and difficult the sheep were, and any shepherd will agree they can be really awkward and difficult, but I stuck at it. And uh, fortunately, there was nobody around to hear the language. <laughs> uh, was it in Welsh or English? There are no swear words in Welsh, so it had to be English. Okay, okay. No, there are exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was not sure. And I thought, I can't do this podcast with Jack because I'm so unworthy. Because I was in, I was, he had a huge temper. And then after a while, actually, I, I managed to get everything sorted. My, my, my dog abandoned me. Um, really, just run yeah. off. So far, shepherding, you're right, you know, he didn't, God didn't choose cow herds or pig mm. herds or chicken farmers, he, sh he chose shepherds for a reason. How would you describe them, stupid or just 
deliberately no, obstinate. I, uh, I have just the most incredible respect for these animals. Mm. They are so resilient, and they're not stupid. They're highly intelligent, uh, and they're so tough. Mm. Um, so, uh, no, I have huge respect for them, but they they can be very infuriating. Very difficult. Yeah. And that's how the Bible describes us. It yeah. said, we're the sheep. Yes, that's right. Do you think that's fair? Very fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess for you, you're out there, like you said, uh, on a good day, probably rounding up sheep, getting stuck, and you really care for them. Not in a soppy way, but you're, you're out there, you're out there checking their feet, you're out there getting them out of fences, getting them out of danger. That's how the Bible would describe the way God looks after us, specifically, though, through Jesus who came to save us. And does that, for you... That image of a shepherd, do you think that's how often people see God? Do you think it's a fitting image, your care for sheep and God's care for us? Yeah, yeah, it is, because the shepherd will put the sheep in a certain place, providing for them. But no doubt that that sheep will find its way into somewhere else where it thinks it should be. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it strays away from where it usually... So I think we, we as as human beings, we stray away from where we should be a lot. A lot. uh, They do the sheep. I'll often say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, hugely powerful words. Hugely. Uh, I I say that quite a lot. (laughs) I I didn't I don't know if our listeners caught that, um, but yeah I don't think I could say that in a hurry. Sound like a tongue twister to me. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. No, being Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. yeah, no, that's I great. Brilliant. So thanks, David. It's been great chatting. So, what would you say to someone who wants to be a farmer? If somebody wants to be a farmer, I'd say uh, all the very best because you won't get a better lifestyle. Really? Yeah. Do you th- do you think it's the best lifestyle? I feel totally privileged. Really? Yeah. Skint, but privileged. <laughs> but you're happy. Like every time I meet you, you're happy. You wouldn't have seen me when I gathered this. Yeah, yeah, true. true. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's because I'm human, though. Yeah, you're a human. You're yeah. a human. You're a sheep. So, yeah, you won't be rich, but you'd be satisfied. The, the sums don't really add up. Uh, who's a footballer that gets uh, 350 grand a week? Yeah. And things like that. There are great uh, injustices in the world anyway, aren't they? Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we live well. Yeah. Got everything you need, like you say. Do you go on holiday ever? I never see you go on holiday. Um, Joe and my wife and I were uh, t- talking the other night. We reckon we've been on uh, holidays since we're married for 27 years. Yeah. And we think we've been on holiday five or six times. So that's, what quite, ha- that's quite a lot. No, it's not. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Because you can't really leave the farm. Well, we we could when mum and dad were alive. As dad okay. looking after, but it's um, but soon you soon you will be out here again. I've decided I I never want to fly again. Really? Yeah. I I've flown to Australia, flown to Canada and stuff. I've done all that, um, but I, I've decided I never want to fly again. I don't think anybody needs to be flying very much. <laughs> brilliant. Okay, David. I've loved chatting. It's been brilliant. I feel like it's good. It's good for our listeners. I know it's like a just a a brief window into your life but we really appreciate it thanks for sharing your stories any last words you want to leave us with anything profound Aris Thomas I don't do the whole poem but okay, uh, go on. it's Iago um, Prodechby his name if it be allowed just a simple man of the bald Welsh hills pens his sheep in a gap of cloud and then goes on consider him well for he too is the winner of wars enduring like a tree under the curious stars.
I love that. Great point. Brilliant, brilliant point. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Welcome anytime, Jack.